Hello, it's Delisted, the podcast again. I'm Michael K. And I'm Allison. So this episode is coming out on Friday, October 12th, and mm-hmm. it's a very special day. Oh, why is that, Michael? Well, not just because it's Princess Eugenie's wedding day, which she's getting married. Obviously, and it should also, be a worldwide holiday. Yeah, and also not just because it's National Gumbo Day, mm. but because it's our Allison's birthday. Oh Happy God. birthday. It is. Thank you. You share a birthday with Kirk Cameron. And for that, I'm sorry. But you also share one with Hugh Jackman and Deborah Foreman from Valley Girl. So I know. their hotness cancels out Kirk's grossness. I, I should get. I should send you a Subway sandwich. You don't have to because I do it every year for my birthday anyway. Perfect. So, I sit at a table by myself with a giant foot long. And then I read the Bible. So do I. But we're talking about giant footlongs. Actually, I wish. That's wishful thinking. So happy birthday. I'm glad you were born. Thank you very much. I'm turning 18. So For the 20th time, congratulations. (laughs) So we should dedicate this whole episode to you. But um, instead, we're going to talk about Lana Del Rey and Azalea Banks. To be honest, that they're much more interesting. They're really not. But anyway, so we've talked about the messiness of Azalea Banks on this podcast before. She's a, She used to be a rapper. Now she's just a full-time Twitter troll. Oh she basically God. just spends her days commenting on pop culture stories and shitting on celebrities. So she's she, basically coming for our jobs. She's and someone she does who a better a job. podcast. Yeah. And be. she does a better... She would do a better job than us. So this tale starts with Kanye, of course. So Kanye, as everyone knows, has been out there declaring his love for Trump, wearing a MAGA hat. And on September 30th, he posted some stupidity on Instagram saying that we should abolish the 13th Amendment. And he was wearing that damn hat. We we talked about that on this podcast a few episodes ago. Yes. So Lana responded to him in his comments saying that him loving Trump is a loss for the culture and he's narcissistic and delusional like Trump. On that same day, Azalea went after Lana on Twitter. They used to be friends, but not anymore. What is the tea? The girls are fighting! No! (laughs) So Azalea wrote, she wrote like approximately 10,000 tweets. And since we try to keep this show around 30 minutes long, I, I can't read them all. So here's just a sample of what she wrote. This is what she tweeted. Between women as there is between sexes, don't use Kanye for your own vapid attempts to seem politically aware when there is so much more bootleg witchcraft you could be doing to try and take down 45. Kanye is not your enemy or the enemy. In fact, your selective outrage, especially because you know that a white woman versus a black male will result in an immediate victory for the whole white woman due to societal circumstances you wouldn't dare challenge a black woman on her opinion because you don't have that much of a social prejudice in place between so lana didn't respond at first which was smart and which she should have kept on doing so azalea stepped it up and a few days later said in an instagram story that she's sick of white women and their fake agendas and said directly to lana Now, I dare you to challenge me on any of my opinions, which you aren't built for battle. I suggest you apologize to Kanye West immediately. My God, who knew that Azalea was such a Kanye West stan? 
Well, she's just a stan of getting attention. So whatever gets her attention, that's what she's going to do. So Lana fell for that trap. She tweeted at Azalea, you know the Addy, pull up anytime, say it to my face. But if I were you, I wouldn't. I won't not fuck you the fuck up, period. Banks, you could have been the greatest female rapper alive, but you blew it. Don't take it out on the only person who had your back. And she was talking about Azalea Banks, not Tyra Banks, by the way. Because Tyra Banks could have been the best female rapper. Oh, yes, definitely. Without even opening her mouth. We've all heard that song, um, Shake Your Body. Is it called (laughs) Shake Your Body? Shake Your Body, Body? Anyways. So Azalea got what she wanted. And then she, of course, responded. She was perched, waiting to respond. She went in on Lana's looks, including... Uh, calling out the flab on Lana's arms, which there wasn't much, no. calling out Lana's nose job and her wrinkles. Azalea then gave Lana a three-step process on how to get rid of those wrinkles. So Azalea's beauty regimen advice is for Lana to suck two dicks and to let those dicks come in her hand and then smear the cum on her face to get to fill in the wrinkles. I'm pretty sure that's the same regimen that they give you when you go to, like, the Estee Lauder spa. It really is. But, you know, I've had those kind of facials plenty, and, you know, they don't work. If they did, I'd look like Cher by now. (laughs) So quit the beauty game while you're not ahead, Azalea. So Lana then offered to send Azalea her surgeon's number and the number to a good psychiatrist. (laughs) Azalea threatened to sue Lana for threatening to whoop her ass and Lana said it's a promise, not a threat. My so God. it didn't end there. No. Since Azalea has nothing to do, she kept the feud going. She tweeted today, which is days later, she tweeted, um, when her, meaning Lana, when her house mysteriously goes up in flames while she is asleep inside, I want to see as many Azalea voodoo hashtags as possible. And for you, for those of you who don't know, Azalea considers herself a bruja, and she has posted videos of herself cleaning up the closet where she said she sacrificed chickens in the name of witchery. And the closet was like full of blood. Also, so that's where we're at. Also, like uh, what Azalea too is like implying is not even witchery, it's just straight up arson. Like, I'm not a witch, but I could burn someone's down, burn down someone's house. Like, I'm pretty I know, sure I'm gonna, I could handle that. Yeah, and it may, like Lana threatening to beat Azalea's ass is worthy of a legal threat, but Azalea threatening to burn someone alive is not. Also, do you know what I love so much is Lana Del Rey giving Azalea Banks like the number to her plastic surgeon. Like, look, Azalea hasn't worked in like. What two and two came in like twenty thirteen or something, right? Like she she doesn't have the money for a plastic surgeon. Like don't do not waste sending that number her that's way. The, that's the other thing I love. Like Lana, Lana knew what she was doing because I'm pretty sure Lana lives in L.A. and I'm also pretty sure that Azalea lives in New York City. Yeah. So it's not like Azalea can afford a Southwest flight to California to fight with Lana. No, she might be able to cobble together a couple bucks for a bus ticket. Maybe. Maybe. And that would at least give Lana, like, what, three months? I assume she could probably get the money together in three months. She would have three months to prepare for Azalea showing up on the front door of her house. But let's say in a real fight, not. So they both say they're witches, which, so this is like a bland episode of American Horror Story Coven, basically. But let's say they don't use their witchery to fight. Who do you think would win in a fight for real, in a regular fight? 
Okay, well, my first instinct is to say Azalea Banks because she's... Well, you don't fight crazy, basically. You don't fight crazy, exactly. But and she would go nuts, yeah. But here's the thing. Here's why I why my money would be on Lana is because I don't know if you've ever seen a rich person in a restaurant when their ser- server gets their order wrong. And so point is they, they lose it. They, like, fly off the handle. It's like their face just turns into, like, flames. And Lana Del Rey comes from money, so... Well, upper middle class. That's, I don't know, that's still that's money. That's money, yeah. That's money. In in 2018, when we're all very, very poor, that's money. Um, Yeah, so my money is on Lana. Like, she, she definitely knows how to channel, like, her inner ragey, rich white woman. She probably just has to think back to a time when, like, somebody wouldn't return a sweater for her at the mall. And, yeah, so... No, my money, yeah. And my money's on Azalea because, well, fists. Crazy and crazy. Crazy plus swinging fists equals Lana's going to need another nose job. So. So, speaking of, you know, this that fight started with Kanye. The story is also about Kanye, but it's all about Kanye. Which isn't isn't every day all about Kanye and Kanye's world. Yes, sadly. <laughs> well, in our world too, sadly. Yeah, we get dragged into it as well. So earlier this week, it was reported that Kanye West was going to go to the White House to have lunch with his best buddy Donald Trump, um, and they were going to discuss, you know, policy or whatever. Have lunch with each other. He's going to have lunch with Jared Kushner and whatever. So he did show up today. He showed up, and they had more than lunch before they had lunch which apparently was... Uh, they sucked each other off. Yeah. <laughs> and they then ate each they, other's asses. Their lunch they, was each other's asses. Yeah, and then when they were done, apparently they had chicken and caprese salad. So um, before all that happened, um, they ended up having like this weird press conference in Trump's office. It felt very... It was just very strange. Like There was just like, a ton so, of cameras there. It was so long. It was so painful. Oh, yeah. And it just it, it was also a very weird two-sided press conference because, you know, Trump wanted to be the star, but Kanye ended up like interjecting constantly and stealing all the attention away. And he started he started saying the kind of stuff that makes those like swoopity poop lyrics sound coherent. So there's just so many bonkers things that Kanye said and did and ways that he pulled attention. So, so it's just a normal day for him. Exactly. I urge everyone to go to delisted.com and just watch the videos for yourself because they're they're awful, but they're also kind of it's kind of like performance art. Oh God, did I just call him an artist? I might have. I it's performance it art, but the sad thing it's reality. So that's what makes it go from haha to uh Yeah. The tug comically pulling at the collar of your shirt um or barfing yes exactly so um here's some of what i think are like the best most kanye things that kanye did during the press conference today so trump kind of started out by saying like he described kanye as a person that he liked you know he said like i'm having lunch with this person that i like and because kanye is like himself and then he looked in the mirror (laughs) yeah he's like oh my favorite person to have lunch with so Kanye's beyond extra and he jumped in and he said he's like well like you it's kind of muffled but he says something like well I said I loved you and then he got up and said I love this guy right here I love this guy right here let me give this guy a hug right here I love this guy right here yeah that's really nice and that's from the heart I didn't want to put you in that position but, but that's from the heart special guy which is followed by him shaking Trump's hand and then throwing his arms around Trump for a hug. And I don't even think 
Kanye hugs his full length mirror with as much enthusiasm as he gave to hugging Trump. It was very, he was very excited. It was like a little kid at Disney World <laughs> hugging Mickey Mouse. <laughs> so Kanye also explained that he's not bipolar. So back in June, mm. he said that um, last year in 2017, he was diagnosed with bipolar disorder, which kind of makes, makes sense. sense. Yeah. <laughs> But I'm now, no doctor, but it makes sense. So now he's saying, just kidding. I'm not mentally ill. I'm suffering from sleep deprivation, which if that's the case, like take a nap like now. Well, if he saying he suffers from sleep deprivation, then that means he never hangs around the Kardashians because every time they open their mouths, I, fall, I want to fall asleep. Oh. So he's obviously not hanging around with them. Yeah. He just admitted that he doesn't even live in the same house practically as any of them. Yeah. It all makes sense. now. Yeah. So... Kanye says that he hooked up with a neuropsychologist who tested his brain, and apparently the results didn't come back broken. Um, and so the neuropsychologist said he's sleep deprived, but he was also given an IQ test. And Kanye says, so this is according to Kanye, so take this with like a million. An entire salt stuff. factory. Yeah. Yes. Um, he said that he tested in the 98th percentile of iqs alongside tesla nikola tesla and sigmund freud so just for the record well the the iq test he took was probably for kanye made by kanye and the only question was is kanye the smartest person in the universe and the only option for an answer was yes so of course he passed yeah it was like circle one and there was one option yes or the iq test was like do you remember that like red and blue shape ball with like the little yellow shapes that you would put into it yeah and like as long as kanye got one in they were like genius so here's the thing though to like keep it this in perspective one of the highest iqs recorded and again i think those these iq tests are kind of kind of bullshit anyway like they don't make any sense point is one of the highest like recorded iqs was like 300 or something nikola tesla's reported iq is 200 and Sigmund Freud's was something like 160. Stephen Hawking's mm-hmm. was about 160. So, and then also Madonna's is like 140. Mm-hmm. So again, you... To he just doesn't you, know what he's talking about. No, he pulled a number out of his ass. Oh, of course. So he thinks he's the smartest. He also says that he did this test where he had to count backwards with numbers. And he said that he's in the 75, 75th percentile, which... Again, this test... He's just pulling shit out of his ass. Exactly. Um, So he also says that his sleep deprivation could cause dementia, which I... But anyway, point point is, we don't know what Kanye is, but there's one thing that's for sure, and it's that Kanye still really loves his mega hat. And so he recently said that he had redesigned the hat and that it was like different from the mega hat because his designer hands have touched it or whatever. But he's obviously gone back on that. He loves his mega hat. And so he said uh, during the press conference that, you know, people are still bullying him into not wearing the hat. But he said that the hat has a masculine energy about it. And he said that he didn't grow up with a lot of like masculine energy around him. And he said, there is something about putting on this hat that made me feel like Superman. I just. (laughs) It's like, if that's all it takes to feel like Superman. What? I, I just I just can't. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Let, let's move on to squirrels. Do you want to move on to squirrels? I would love to move on to squirrels. I'd love to move on to anything. Anything. From Kanye. Anything yes. but Kanye. So 
We're going to talk about squirrel friends, specifically emotionally supportive squirrel friends, specifically an actual fucking squirrel. So we've all heard stories about weird emotional support animals getting denied from flights. Like pigs and stuff. Like like there was an emotional support peacock who Mm -hmm. died actually recently. Rest in peace. And like you said, a pig Mm -hmm. who shit all over the aisles. And I'm not talking about Gerard Depardieu, (laughs) who's he done that. He has done that. And the saddest of them all for me was the emotional support hamster who was denied on a flight. So the owner flushed it down the toilet. Yeah, that was... That was... I hope it's living in a sewer kingdom somewhere where it's like the the king or queen of the sewers. With the Ninja Turtles, yeah. So now there's the saga of the emotional support squirrel. So a woman named Cindy Torok was scheduled to fly on a Frontiers flight. Of course, it was Frontiers from Orlando, of course, Florida, from Orlando to Cleveland earlier this week. She brought her emotional support squirrel named Daisy with her. Cindy's daughter tells CBS News that uh, Cindy called Frontiers twice to make sure it was okay to bring Daisy on the flight. She claims Frontiers said it was okay as long as Daisy was in a pet carrier and Cindy brought a note from her doctor. So Cindy and Daisy, they got on the flight, they're ready to go to Cleveland, and a flight attendant found out that there was a squirrel on board. So she told Cindy and Daisy to get off, or the flight attendant told Cindy and Daisy to get off. Cindy refused. So the entire, everyone on the flight was told to get off as they dealt with Cindy and Daisy. I know. So police eventually escorted Cindy and Daisy off the flight. So Frontiers says that they only allow dogs and cats, and Cindy never told them her emotional support animal is a squirrel. So Cindy ended up flying to Cleveland without Daisy. So Cindy's daughter says they're going to contact the American with Disabilities Act on what to do because it's not right that someone's rights were taken away. So I checked the ADA site and they only consider dogs and miniature horses as service animals. I totally want a miniature horse as a service animal. Oh my God. Cats totally got the shaft there. Well, come on. So they also say that they don't govern the rules of what kind of animals can be brought onto a flight as an emotional support animal. But they do mention that trying to bring a peacock or a pig on a flight as emotional support animal is an abuse of the rules. So good luck to Cindy and Daisy, basically. I want to know, Michael, because you watched the video of Cindy and Daisy. Yes. Did they, I only watched a little bit, did they escort Daisy off in little tiny squirrel-sized handcuffs? I wish. I know. That would have been my my phone wallpaper. (laughs) But, you know, I've flown Frontier several times, and I can say that a squirrel was probably the least offensive thing on that flight. And probably the most well-behaved. Because Frontiers is a nightmare. I'd love to sit next to a squirrel. Do you think the like? Do you think a squirrel wants to be an emotional support animal? That's I don't know Daisy, and I don't know many squirrels, but I'm pretty sure they want to be in trees and not on a damn plane headed to Cleveland. I don't know. I think that the squirrels are just in it for the nuts, aren't we all? <laughs> and see, I believe so. Emotional support animals are real. Oh yeah, I'm totally. Not, but 
what's hard for me is to understand like why people bring peacocks and pigs and squirrels onto a flight because that seems stressful as hell to bring those kind of animals onto a flight like i've flown with my dog plenty of times and he's pretty well behaved and i still stress out that he's going to bark or shit in his carrier or whatever and he's probably stressed out that i'm going to do the same i'm going to shit on my seat and embarrass him so he probably needs an emotional support animal to deal with me but yeah it seems stressful well i would say if you want to get him an emotional support animal a squirrel is the right size that's true. But do you see what I'm saying? Like, it just seems like... Yeah, it it seems like... My, it feels to me like the best kind of emotional support thing on a plane would be, like, alcohol. You're right. Alcohol and Valium. So now we're going to go over five stories, kind of quick, starting with Channing Tatum, a.k.a. Magic Mike. Mm-hmm. So Channing Tatum and Jesse J. She's that British singer with Mrs. White from Clue Hair who sings on that bang, bang song. Bang, bang. So they're banging in real life, according to Us Weekly and People. Jessie is on tour right now and Channing is following her around. Sources say it's very new. They were seen playing miniature golf in Seattle. Channing and his wife of about almost 10 years, Jenna Dewan, separated in April. Mm-hmm. Channing definitely has a type. Dark haired and athletic. Oh, for sure. You know that after this news came out, Rita Ora was like, oh, there's an opening for a semi-relevant British singer as Channing Tatum's girlfriend, and I missed it? Damn. She, yeah, she applied. And so, Allison, you, you wrote about this post on D-Listed, and you said that Jessie J looks like Jenna Dewan to you. And I to think, me... I think she does. And to me, Jessie J looks like Channing Tatum. So if listener google them she looks just they look they're like face twins that's probably why they like each other narcissistic fucks and now i want to see channing and a mrs white from cluewig and i want to like that's my new sexual orientation and i want to see jesse J dance in sweatpants gray sweatpants so fleetwood max this is fleetwood max lead guitarist lindsey buckingham left the band for a second time in april and he said he was fired but the band said they parted ways after disagreeing about tour dates. Lindsay is now suing Fleetwood Mac for wrongfully firing him and going on tour without him. He admits he asked the group to start the tour later so he could promote his solo album. The I, oldies are fighting. I know. Michael, here's my bad joke of the day. I guess you could say he doesn't want to stop receiving a landslide of royalty checks. Oh, Lord, I was waiting for that. (laughs) But Stevie Nicks is going to put a spell on him. That's if she's not holding Lana Del Rey's broom as Lana beats Azalea. Because they're both (laughs) witches, right? Lana and Stevie? They're all in the same coven, They're they're all in the same coven, yeah. Yes. So... In the remake of Suspiria, the old man psychoanalyst is played by 82-year-old newcomer Lutz Ebersdorf. So it it was rumored a little minute ago that Lutz was really Tilda Swinton, an old man drag. Tilda now admits to the New York Times that she is Lutz, and she did it for the sheer fun of it all. She wore tons of prosthetics, including a dangly dick and balls. Now, my question is... Am I desperate enough to say that I'd fuck Lutz Eberdorf's fake wrinkly dick? Yes, I am. Yes. Hey, is that does that even make you desperate? I 
That's true. Yeah, really. yeah, that's a step up from what I'm usually getting on. So yeah, <laughs> I this to me this feels like part of a longer game where like in 30 years Tilda's gonna pull off a mask of herself and reveal that she's been playing a character called Tilda Swinton this whole time, or oh, that she's really Meryl Streep. Oh yeah, and then she'll get an, a lifetime Oscar for playing Tilda Swinton. Exactly, yeah. So LeBron James, he plays basketball, FYI, told reporters that his 11-year-old and 14-year-old are very mature and so mature that they drink wine. He also joked that they'll be driving next week. So in the video, he in the video he sounded like he was joking, but even if he wasn't, who cares? It's wine. Yeah. Also, okay, so for I could see the parent side of this being like whatever it's wine. But I can also see being like a 14 or 11 year old kid and wine tastes gross. Like part of me thinks that they're just pretending to get into wine so that they can like ease into the harder stuff. Like, hey, dad, what does Smirnoff ice taste like? What are the tasting notes of Smirnoff ice? Can I yeah. get a case of Smirnoff ice? Yeah. And he, they, he could be like trying to pull reverse psychology on them. Like, you know, since teenagers like to do the opposite of what their parents want, he's like yes. giving them wine and hopes they'll reject it. So maybe he's going to offer them Coke next. So basically, I want to be adopted by LeBron James because he's just going to offer Coke, weed, condoms, you know, everything. Yeah. So finally, here's the new definition of delusion. Melania Trump did an interview with ABC News to talk about her anti-bullying campaign, Be Best. And she said... I could say I'm the most bullied person on on the world. You think you're the most bullied person in the world? One of them, if you really see what people are saying about me. She's not the most bullied, but she is the most delusional. She it's, is her husband's wife. Oh, absolutely. I Although I would say that she is one of the most bullied people in the world. You know, like she was practically bullied into a job that she clearly didn't want and... Although she's definitely bullied not- into dressing like the Nazi from Indiana Jones when in Africa. <laughs> yeah, internet commenters are like, you have you have to wear this very problematic hat while you're on safari. And I like I could name literally ten thousand people who are more bullied than her. I could name ten billion. There's not even ten billion people living on this planet. Like the glass that I'm holding is more of a bully victim than she is. And I say that because my mom said it was too skinny, so it got skinny shamed. So Taylor's squad, Taylor Swift's squad, currently consists of the Democratic donkey and like Joe Biden. But her (laughs) squad used to consist of a bunch of models and Lena Dunham. So Lena was on Watch What Happens Live, and she played a game of Plead the Fifth. So Plead the Fifth is a game where the guest is asked questions and they can either answer it or plead the fifth. So Lena was asked by her girls co-star, Andrew Rannells, who was her least favorite of Taylor's boyfriends. Lena said Calvin Harris because he was petty in public about their breakup. When they broke after they broke up, Calvin kind of had a hissy fit and said she Taylor made him look bad after we all found out she wrote his hit song, This Is What You Came For. Mm-hmm. So that's what Lena was talking about. So Allison and I are going to say our favorite of Taylor's boyfriends and our least. Yes. Just so you all know, I'm going to name some of the dudes she's been linked to. Basically, it's every straight, young, white guy who ever lived. Mm-hmm. And that's not me slut-shaming her, because if I was her, I'd be jumping on dick to dick. I'd be 
shaking off dick just to shake on a different dick. That doesn't make (laughs) sense. That doesn't make sense, but you know where I was going with it. I know. You came so close to a shake it off pun. I loved it. Almost. So she's been linked to... Let me take a deep breath. Yeah. Uh-huh. <gasps> Joe Jonas, Taylor Lautner, he counts, shut up, <laughs> John, John Mayer, Corey Monteith, Garrett Hedlund, Zach Efron, Court Overstreet, Lucas Till, Adam Young of Owl City, Eddie Redmayne, Jake Gyllenhaal, Connor Kennedy, Harry Styles, Hozier, Calvin Harris, Tom Hiddleston, and her current boyfriend, Joe Allen. So my favorite is Jake Gyllenhaal. Because to me, he's the hottest. He loves show tunes. And he deserves a million awards for that hilarious stage photo shoot they did. When they dated, they they were photographed. Walking arm in arm, and it was so cheesy. It was so staged. It was oh my so God. catalog. I think, it was I think perfect. That, I think the shot that is on that like famous Us Weekly cover is like Taylor with her arm around like his neck when they're walking. Yeah, and her mouth is like half open. It was like totally. It's autumn. A, you know, a choreog, a you know, body language expert worked with them for days on it. It was perfect. Yeah. Okay, was, so he's my favorite. Who's okay. your favorite? So Jake Gyllenhaal was actually my runner-up. Um, because I remember at that time there was like a story about Jake Gyllenhaal. You and your runners up. I'm always like, Allison, we have to pick one and one. And you're like, and then we, we get on and you're like, okay, my three are. I'm like my top 20 are. (laughs) No, but I, I had to include him because of that story about him getting ice cream with her. Like I, I thought, okay, I can't, I can't eliminate him. Also, I love Jake Gyllenhaal. But my choice for her best boyfriend was Tom Hiddleston because he had to wear that degrading, ugly spring break he didn't 99 have cent to. tank top. And that's, and that's why I judge him because as soon as she brings, I would say, if she brought that out to me and said, put that on and said, no, con- tear up the contract. This is too far. But that's the thing though. Yeah, he didn't have to, but he did. He went there. And I think that that showed a lot of. Um, desperation? D- a lot of desperation. But you know what? He was there for her. And I think that of all the boyfriends she's had, that's the one that really put in the most effort to me. Putting on that shirt is like 400% effort. Okay, so my least is Connor Kennedy because okay. he looked like he was 12 years old. I don't know what he looks like now, but he looked like a fetus when Taylor dated him. Probably still and does. he's a Kennedy. Kennedy. Right. Bad things happen when you hop on Kennedy dick. So he's my least. Yes. Okay, so my least, um, starting from... Nine and going down to one. <laughs> no, I just have one this time. I think her worst was John Mayer. But with that being said, I think it was just the worst for her because he... Well, he's the worst for everybody, isn't well, he? Well, that's what I was going to say, is that he's the worst for Taylor, but I'm sure he's probably the best for some people out there. Like, I'm just saying, I'm not saying myself, but I'm just saying, like, I know like of who? some people... Paris Hilton, maybe? Well, I don't know, just like normal girls who are turning, um, you know, a random age, you know, on October 12th. Like, who cares? Like, some people would maybe want to have sex with John Mayer. I'm just saying, I'm not saying it's myself, but I'm saying there's people out there and I get it. So I think for Taylor, he was the worst boyfriend. But I think for a variety of people with maybe no shame or standards. You're reaching. He's bad for everybody. (laughs) So 
so John Mayer. So that yeah. ends that, and that ends this episode. If you want to give us feedback, um, or you want us to answer a question you need answering, not yes. too deep, um, you can email us at dtp at delisted.com. dtp at delisted.com. And that ends the show. Happy yes. birthday, Allison. Oh, thank you so much. I'll blow out a candle for you. Bye. Bye. Bye.